Hello, all. This is Blonde Hair Girl. So, the last the last two weeks have been really interesting for me. Uh, last week, I told you all I attended a a retreat for Plum Village, and that is a Thich Nhat Hanh's monastery in France. And this week, I attended a a, it's a, I guess they call it a conference on the rise of collective compassion. It's from the Heart Math Institute, and it has been a huge treat. Um, both of these really have been pretty mind blowing. Honestly, I I'm learning a lot. Well, some of it is is like a validation about things that i that i believe to be true it was uh one of the the presenters yesterday was talking about about trees he was talking about um doing this testing to see if like trees could actually um if they could actually uh feel human emotion um he was he was showing these these different people's work on on and i and i don't really necessarily want to go hugely down this rabbit hole but i think it's interesting because i was just talking about um on a podcast (laughs) on a youtube that i did just a few days ago it was it was it was really bizarre to me so bizarre. Uh, I was watching a TikTok and there was this woman who was talking about, she was unveiling a robot dog. She had spent like $3,000 on this thing and it's a robot dog. It's not a real dog. It's a robot dog. And she was showing all of the accessories and saying you have such and such amount of time to train it and yada yada. I mean, I I was and I'm watching this, and it got me to thinking about all kinds of things. This idea, you know, of artificial intelligence, and 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 how it has been presented to us for years in these little snippets just to get us you know, to, because if they presented the idea in the beginning, it wouldn't be good. Like if they presented the idea in the beginning to just um, go straight to artificial intelligence, I don't know if we would have accepted it. But um, I mean, I remember the Jetsons as a kid, that was a show that, um, and they did, they had robots and, and they, they lifted their hands and then their clothes were put on by, you know, basically mechanical arms. <laughs> um, and so I was, I was, I was like kind of presenting to my, my YouTube listeners. It's like, like, do we really want this? You know, like, I mean, there's, there's this huge difference between a robot dog and my dog because my dog is alive it's alive. My dog, you know, 
even all of her little annoyances, because she still, after all these years, pulls me around. She kind of takes me for a walk. But I love that dog because she has, her personality isn't there. And she loves me. I mean, when we sit and eat, like if I sit at the table, she always has to be touching me. She has to be touching me all the time. She is just a little lover dog. I mean, she's always like like licking me and jumping on me. And I mean, she just she's just an amazing little creature. And I don't think a robot dog, does a robot dog love you? I mean, I got to thinking about all these like kind of freaky things, you know, like those blow-up dolls that people like use for sex. I mean, I mean, can you really? Can you really use a blow-up doll? Is it really the same as as a human? I mean, it's like taking out, and it just, just occurred to me, it's taking out this whole element of love. That the human, that a that a animal, and then they, they, they were posing the question about plants. Um, and there was this one study that was saying that, um, that she tested, you know, if, if, and she, she took off a part of a plant as, as nicely as she could, and she dropped it on the ground and it curled up. But then, but then after she, but then she did this study and somehow like after three or four times it quit curling up because it knew that it wasn't going to get hurt. And and I don't know, do plants love us? I, I actually love my plants. I absolutely love them. I I water them like once a week and I like I'm watching them. I know when they're not feeling good and I have to move them to different places in the house. I feel sad when they die. I feel really sad when they die. Uh but I I I just absolutely love them and do they love me? I've even like made jokes about this, but I've wondered about it, you know, because because when I would go on my hikes, I would I would find these rocks, you know, that were heart shaped. I'm always looking for heart shaped things in general, but, you know, and I and I would normally limit myself to three heart shaped rocks on every every hike. Now, I've quit doing that, (laughs) although I still see the heart shaped rock, but I don't pick them up. But. Unless it's like every once in a while I might, but because I have quite a few heart shaped rocks, like not ridiculous amounts, and they're not huge, you know, but I have quite a few, <laughs> and so and so I sometimes I have to, you know, oh Jamie, maybe you don't have to pick up every heart shaped rock in the world. So I, but I had wondered, like it's somehow they spoke to me. They spoke to me, and it was kind of like this pick me, pick me kind of thing, you know. I don't know. It was everything alive that that is, you know. I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know. But um, anyway, that's not really what I wanted to talk about. I So it was really strange. I Yesterday, something had shined me on to watching this documentary by Stephen Greer. It's called um, uh, Contact of the Fifth Kind. I, I found it on Amazon Prime and... I'm not even sure if I was watching the right documentary that this person had said to watch, but it doesn't matter because I was, I was completely shined onto the right one. I I was astounded by this documentary. I just don't even know what to say with how fantastic that it was and how much evidence that he, he has that there is, there are there are life forms and and he even talked about how how they teleport how they can get i mean they they shift through dimensions to get here he said it would take you know billions of years if you were going to go you know light years the way we think of but he said they they don't do it that way they they shift through dimensions and in and out of them they they move in different ways than the they're he said they're like billions of years ahead of us in technology and he talks about from the beginning of i mean i'm sure there's been contact well before this but you know in his lifetime he talked about about when there started to be contact with extraterrestrials and they and the government started to hide it and he i don't know how somehow he was part of that i don't i don't know how i i, I wasn't paying enough attention to that and that part of the documentary is what what really got to me was his later work where he would sit and he would meditate and with groups um and they would ask these beings to come and they would come and they they showed some videos like even as I'm talking about it I'm getting goosebumps because it was so compelling and so and I just found myself just weeping I just was crying like in a like in a joyful way not a sad way just partially because of my own experience um, with beings that I, you know, and I was, I was talking to them yesterday because after I watched this, this, this documentary, I went for a walking meditation and I was listening to the music of somebody really significant to me. Um, He was my graduate professor, my graduate mentor, And he produces the most amazing music, kind of mind-blowing for me to meditate to. So I'm I'm doing this meditation and I'm talking to them because I, I I have made contact. I've talked about it a little bit in my, in my work, but 
um, and in my book, a little bit more in my book than I do probably in other places, but um, I definitely have made contact. But one of the things that has, has kind of, is I can't see them. I can't see them. I can hear them, but I can't see them. And, and for some reason, this kind of makes me sad um, that I can't see them. You know, uh, it would be, it would be like really wonderful if I could. Um, but so I, <laughs> so I have a couple of like, um, so I had, I guess I should be like kind of clear about this, even though I, I don't, you know, I've, I've really kind of committed to myself to like, I'm never going to talk about this again ever. But so I had, I had been married briefly, very briefly to somebody. And when we got married, um, I, I was looking through these pictures after, after we separated. I mean, I was really like looking through these pictures and I, and I look through and I find, I find this like, like image and it's, it is, in my opinion, it is unmistakably a, a, a UFO. It's, it's small. It's not big. It's small. It's about the size of a balloon. Like, a, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was like a kid's, like, mylar balloon that was just, like, in a tree. But then as I looked at it, I was like, oh, my God. And I have it. I, I have this picture. Um, they, they just, they talk to me. And, and the summer of 2018, they were really talking to me. <laughs> Um, I'm, they were really talking. I mean, it was just nuts. Um, it was really hard for me to tell, like, get any semblance of, and they may be, they may be talking to me as much as they were back then, but I'm just used to it. I don't know. Um, it's just so weird. It's just so weird. Um, so I, I, And so there, there was this parallel or this, this, I'm not sure, of these themes of this idea of meditation and these sentient beings. And, and they are so far advanced than we are, which I, I believe absolutely to be true. They are they're much more advanced than we are and choose to be um, because it's a choice. It really is a choice whether we want to choose chaos or peace. Making a choice in every given moment. And sometimes I actually wonder about the human element in this. To just be human and the limitations of being a human. 
Like how, how far can we really go as, as a human being with the range of motion, emotions that we have? Like are all beings in the universe, do they all have all of these ranges? And I mean, I don't know. I mean, were we, were we given these, like we, we came to the earth and did we come with these, were they developed in us? Like, and like, how do we, bypass certain human emotions like I had something happen yesterday that made me I and I and and my usual reaction and and I and it, it was one of these these moments for me that was oh crap it's still there you know it's still there this this aspect of myself that for lack of a better word, is unloving. Is, um, is, is just something happened and I, and I had this immediate reaction of, well, I was mad. Well, I thought I was mad, but I wasn't really mad. I was sad and I, Lately, I have not been texting back. I just haven't. If I'm in this state, I don't text back. I, I just think about it. I just, I just think about it. And then I, and then I get back to, um, I get back to, um, I have a chance to think and to and have a a better resolve or a better interaction with the person that I love. No, and this the this particular circumstance had to do with my child. And so this thing had happened and I and I had this immediate reaction to it and I and I just, I was like, God, you know, I really wish I was better than this. I wish I was better than this. I wish, I wish, I wish I was more loving than this. You know, and I, <clears throat> I didn't, and so I gave it some time and then I knew, and then I called him later. I called my son later and I had a conversation with him that, it was a good conversation. I'm still not necessarily satisfied in the sense that there are some things that are going on that I just he's just not and I I got this sense that he told me a lot of for lack of a better word lies yesterday like not to protect me. Like he just he just didn't want to deal with the truth of the matter. And so he he, <laughs> you know, I just got the sense of all of that. But, um, but regardless of, of what he was doing or saying, I was more disappointed in myself. And like, and then I get to just thinking like, is this part of just being a human? Is that when confronted with a situation, we, 
like, what do you do with something that is unwanted? Because I didn't, I didn't want what he had said before. That's not what I want. And I felt really, I felt sad, actually. And so I, I asked myself, will I ever get to a place where I will not be phased? Where I just won't be phased or I will bypass, I will bypass that and go straight to a loving place. Where there won't be this, it won't take me a few hours to kind of process and, you know, have a lovely conversation with him filled filled with sweet little lies <laughs> sorry just had to say that <laughs> you know people always say that they're always i would rather have the truth really in every circumstance you would rather have the truth really you know, because I can actually admit that there are times where I'd rather have a lie. I mean, I'm admitting that. I know that is just, I would rather have a lie, <laughs> you know, than, you know, at different times in my life. You know, if I'm, if I'm out and I'm, there's nothing I can do about it, whatever it is. I mean, if I'm in the, you know, my bedroom and, you know, my significant others that, you know, I ask, you know, what do you think of that? And they tell me and I can change. That's one thing. But if we're out and, well, you look really horrible on that. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to hear that. Maybe I just won't ask if I don't want the truth. Isn't that a good rule? If I don't want the truth, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> I don't know that I always want the truth, but the truth itself is a very, very strange thing. The truth, the truth is really a weird thing. I don't know. There may be ultimate truth, but I don't know. But I'm not going to. But anyway, so getting back to, to this topic of, you know, so part of part of this retreat this conference that i've been going to it's been a virtual conference part of that has been the theme has been about if we can globally if we can change by intention groups of people can change by intention what is happening around the globe I mean, that's been the, the bigger question. That seems to be why this, this group of people have started the Heart Mouth Institute to begin with. Is to, and they have, they have these monitors so you can test your heart. You know, they talk about heart and brain coherence. And if groups of people can have an effect on an outcome, um, I suppose an outcome, or or on a situation. And I've been talking, since I've been talking, <laughs> since I've been podcasting, since I've been doing everything that I do, it's been a while now. It's been about four years now. I've been talking about this idea of a change in consciousness. 
But I mean, honestly, it really is a rise in consciousness. It's not just a change. I keep trying to say that because I don't want us to get into, I don't want us to get into spiritual pride. I think it's really easy to do that. And I don't want to be there. I don't want to live there. I don't even, I don't want to have anything to do with that. And so I use the word change, but it really is a rise because even in ourselves, we can tell that, that there is a huge difference between love and hate in, in the way we feel, in the outcome, toward the positive, the light, the dark. I mean, like, what we love to do is definitely preferable. So maybe I should say a more preferable direction <laughs> change, a more preferable change in the, the collective consciousness to a place where there would be world peace. Because one of the presenters yesterday said something that I found astoundingly true. He said, he said, there's no place for war in this this world. It's like, I mean, it really is like we're all living in in like two different planets. We're like on this planet, but we're living in our headspace in two different different modalities, paradigms. And one has to do with it seems like and no well, I sound like I'm judging here, and I'm just going to be with that. So be it if I sound like I'm judging. But the one group, there's polarity. And there's there's right and wrong and black and white and and judgment. There's just judgment. And, and you know, and this idea, you know, that God is going to smite you know what I mean? And I think a lot of really, really sweet people are still living in this paradigm. They, they believe it as a worldview. Um, I don't know. Like what's coming to mind for me right at the moment is, is this the second coming of Jesus. And, and the smiting of all the other people. You know, that, that it really is us and them, that we are the chosen ones. And and I'm not I'm not referring just to Christianity. I'm talking about other world religions that are actually functioning people in these religions, not necessarily Jesus or Mohammed or Krishna, I'm not talking about, and I don't even know that much about Hinduism or even the people in India. I don't know what what really what their their lives are like. That's that's a mystery to me in in a certain way. But a lot of people are living, you know, that if you're not with us, you are damned. You are bad. So a lot on the planet are still in this this paradigm and then there's a 
there's some of us, some say of us here say my righteousness, I'm being silly, but who don't believe in that. They don't believe in that, that, that we have to live in that polarity. We don't, I believe that that is something that's been told to us, but I don't know that it's true. I don't think it's true. I don't think that God smites. I don't think we should like wish ill on on our even our enemies. Like I I believe that love is more power is the most powerful power on the planet and that actually everything is based around love even though in the moment it may not seem like it. Mm. Because there are moments, right? (laughs) And so, and so, these these people that I'm sitting in this conference with are all pretty like-minded people. We're all, you know, and sending this positive intention to the Ukraine and to different, you know, mostly to the Ukraine during this particular um, conference because that's where where the most need is. And this one woman was giving, told told us something because we have these breakout groups and so we get to talk to each other, see each other and talk to each other. So we go into this breakout group and... And he says, and she she says that she's has these this person who works for her in the Ukraine. And and she she had to talk to her yesterday, I think it was, or the day before, it doesn't matter, but during this conference that is three days long. And she said she told her that we were sending her all of this energy, and she said that they can feel it. And it's not just the energy of this group. There is so much positivity <clears throat> coming um, to, to that situation. There is so much positivity. But I, but it's really, really strange. Like, like, I don't really know what's going on over there. I don't think we really know what's going on over there. And what people don't seem to understand is that Russia has been bombing the Ukraine for years. It may be worse right now or maybe more in the public eye, but I don't know what's going on. I I don't understand it. I know that there's probably some reason why this time and it also took us hugely away from COVID it was almost as if COVID just died overnight the mask mandate and everything like ended the mask mandate at my work ended on March 7th which was really weird to me because on February 7th I was supposed to be weekly testing. I couldn't work there if I didn't test weekly. 
And then there was a stop on that. And then a month later, no masks. I don't understand it, people. I just don't. I, I, you know. But what I know is, is that they're, they're to this point, until we get a little bit more of a tipping point of people who are living in a paradigm of love, you know, and even as I say that, and I'm 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 really messing up the juju here, aren't I? I'm thinking about the people that I know who are like, say, fundamentalist Christian. They're like they believe in the Bible. When I talk about these things, they they call me New Age, and they don't trust it. They don't trust it because. It's not biblical. This is not biblical. And so so there's this huge distrust of of people who would talk about love and God is not being a god of judgment. there's huge distrust of people like like me like i've been called things in my family you know um and that i'm you know i'm not going to the good place because i i don't believe the way that they do and i never will but when i'm talking to them i don't i don't say anything i just keep quiet i don't get into it <laughs> with them because I I don't want to upset anyone. It's like you you are safe with your beliefs with me. But and so and I think I'm not alone. I think there's a lot of people, preachers and otherwise, who would agree with my family. The people like me who talk about God is love. That we are not to be trusted because that's not a biblical view of God. And so so they're not going to trust somebody who doesn't speak the same lingo. And so they they will they will stay in their own paradigm which I think is totally fine. It's like can we all cohabitate? <laughs> can we can we cohabitate with our differences and I don't know I don't know what's going to happen I really don't I I just think it's so interesting um but I do believe that getting back to this movie this conference and this movie that I think it's so weird that I watch this documentary as I'm in this conference about the rise of collective consciousness and their meditation is a really big part of this. And and I and I um and I just know, I just know that they're around. I I believe in angels as well. Uh but I know that they're around as well. I I can sense like a slight difference. Um, but anyway, 
I'm going to end this podcast. I, I will come back with more ideas, but I just, I just wanted to share some of the things that, and the takeaways. It's been a really interesting weekend, <laughs> couple weeks. Um, yeah, during this conference, cause they can see you on the zoom. I've been doing this hand flapping thing <laughs> that I learned at the, at the Plum Village where you kind of do this thing with your hands and excitement. I don't know what it means, but uh, I've been doing it at this one. I'm not sure what they think of me. That wacky lady <laughs> who keeps flapping her hands. <laughs> but anyway, I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.